All right, Rabotai. It's Erev uh, Shabbat, and we have, uh, we have some work ahead of us, although the time is short. Time is long, not short. Always short on Erev Shabbat. Already, already you're contradicting me. I didn't say nothing yet. Already you're contradicting me. We got And the parasha we're learning is parashat shelah. And uh, obviously there's a lot to say. But to be honest with you, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get out of the box, as they say, in baseball. I'm reading the parasha over here. We all know it, the spies. So Moshe Rabbeinu dispatches the 12 spies and they go to Eretz Yisrael and they come back with a malignant report and then they get the people into a frenzy and the people start to cry and then uh, Kalev tries to, to rehash it, to try to save the situation and it's too late, beyond repair. <clears throat> and then Borei Olam says, that's it. Uh, I told you the land is good and you despised it. And therefore, you don't want to go to the land, you won't go. You'll die in the Midbar for 40 years. That's the long and short of it. The problem I had was, is I'm reading the Pesukim over here. Now, there's one thing I know. Going into Parashat Shelach, there's one thing I know from Parashat Bamidbar, I know from Parashat Naso, and I know from Parashat Baalotecha. Because the Torah repeated this item three times, in three consecutive parashiyot, and that is, it tells me the names of the presidents of the tribes. Every parashat till now told me the names of the presidents. In Medbar we have it, we have it in Naso, and we have it in Behalotecha, which is an amazing thing. So therefore by now, you should know when they say, Liruben, Elitzur ben Shedeur, the Shimon Shedumiel ben Suri Shaddai, etc. The Naftali Achira ben Einan, the Dan Achiezer ben Ami Shaddai. We know the names already, and I also know in the Perasha that Moshe Rabbeinu sends the presidents. So we're going to have four Perashiot in a row with the names of the presidents. How do I know? Because the Pasuk says, Shelach lecha anashim, ish echad, ish echad, demate abotav teshtau, kol nasi bahim. So you're sending the nasiim. Kulam anashim, nashe bene Yisrael, the leaders, ve'ele shemotam, lemate reuven, exactly like we thought, elitzur ben shedeur. No, it doesn't say that. Reuven, shamuah ben zakur. And I'm asking, like they say in Arabic, Minuhada. <laughs> who, who is Shamu Abin Zakur? As far as I know, unless they had elections between last week and this week that I didn't know about. I mean, it could be like Israel, they have elections every week. But, Limatishim'on, Shinumi El Ben Suri Shaddai. No, Limatishim'on, Shafat Ben Hori. Not one of the presidents that are mentioned in this parasha match with the names of the presidents that were mentioned in the previous three parashiyot. I didn't come to talk about this, to be honest with you. This is something that just attacked me when I was just going through quickly, because usually you don't even read these pieces, because it's names. So, okay, names, names, about then. But now that I'm reading the names, and I've heard the three weeks already, the names, they're etched in my head, and I'm saying... 
Will the, will the real Nisi'im please stand up? This is the question that I had. So now we have to open up the Mefarshim. So one, uh, one approach is based on the, uh, on the Rashbam. The Rashbam comes along and he says, a big Hadush. He says, what does it mean, kol nasi bahim? I thought nasi means a president. But he learns the word nasi differently. You remember when they built the Mishkan? When they built the Mishkan, it says, kol nidiv lev, asher nisaolibo. Nisaolibo means somebody that volunteers from the goodness of his own heart to do the job. So when Nasi, in this interpretation, means Moshe Rabbeinu got up and said, Rabotai, the people want to send spies. Do we have any volunteers from the Shivatim that are interested in being uh, involved in this reconnaissance uh, mission? So the Pasuk says, Kol Nasi Bahim. All those that when the Sa'oli Bam, all those that uh, uh, dedicated their hearts on a volunteer mission, they came to, to do the job. So therefore, this is not the Nisi'im. That's why you have different names over here. Because it's not the Nisi'im of the last three, two, last, last three parashiyot. Very, very novel interpretation of the, of the Rajbam. Kol Nasibahim. He says, Kol Ele Hayud Bet Anashim Yiyu Kol Echad Nisi Lehit Nadev Lalechet. We call this volunteers. Very nice, uh, very nice approach. <clears throat> I saw a different interpretation as well. A different interpretation I saw that's brought down. If you read the Pesukim, it says, Ishehad, Ishehad, Avotav Teshlahu, Kol Nasibahim. We have an issue over here. In the beginning, the Pasuk says, Shalach Lecha Anashim. Shalach Lecha is singular. Shalach Lecha is talking to Moshe. So who's doing the sending? Moshe. And then it says, V'yaturu at Eres Kena'an. Asher Anutin, they said, Ishahad, Ishahad, Lematea Avotav, Tishlahu. Tishlahu, it's plural. Hold it over. He's starting over telling me, Moshe, handle it. Shalach Lecha, handle it. So who's sending? Moshe. And then it says what? Tishlahu. Who's sending? I don't know. But it sounds like now you have a, you have a committee. And we know what happens whenever you have a committee. It's bound to go wrong. As we see what happened in the case of the Benagini. Once, once they gave it to a committee, there, there, there it goes. They said once, how did, a, how did a camel become a camel? They gave a horse to a committee. <laughs> they, 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 they turned it upside down. Horse is a normal animal. They gave it to the committee. They exploded. Anyway, <coughs> oh, so the Mefarshim explained like this: Shelach lecha anashim, Moshe Rabbeinu handle it. But how are you going to handle it? You're to go to the presidents of each tribe. And they will appoint somebody to represent them. So therefore, read the pasuk like this. Who's going to send them? 
Kol nasibahim. The nasiim are the senders, not the ones that are being sent. Choosing who's being sent. Exactly. Moshe Rabbeinu, you go to the nasiim and tell the nasiim, listen, you know your tribes better than we do. Go pick one guy from each tribe that you think will be able to go on the mission. So therefore the pasuk is to be read. Who's going to do the sending? That's why you don't recognize these names. Because these names are not the Nisi'im. These are the names that the Nisi'im chose. I like about so the different So we have two, two clean ways to understand exactly why these names are not familiar to us. But then there's another interpretation. Now, of course, we know at the end of the day, Moshe Rabbeinu sent the 24 spies, and then they came back, and they gave a, a, a bad report. Now, so right away, the members jump and say, oh, you said 24? No, you didn't mean 24, you meant 12. No, I said 24. There was 24 spies. So I opened up the Yerushalmi. There's a Yerushalmi in Masechet Sota, Jerusalem Talmud. There's a big machloket between Rabbi Yishmael and Rabbi Akiva. Listen, l- l- learn the machloket properly. Learn the machloket properly. The machloket is like this. Does the Torah speak in the way of human language? I'll say it in the way the Gemara says. Meaning, we know the Torah was given by God, but the Torah was given by God to be read by humans. So when the Torah is going to write it, it's going to write it in a way that we speak, in the way that we talk, so we can understand it in our language, in our lingo. So therefore, Rabbi Yishmael holds, the Torah speaks in the way of... So that's why sometimes you'll see extra words. The beast was, don't, don't worry about it. That's the way people talk. For example, a lot of times you'll see, ish ish ki yetame. Was it ish ish? That's the way people talk. Ish ish, people. So the beast man, when he sees extra words, he says, ah, that's the shumbene adam. Don't make such a big deal out of it. The Biakiba says, no, 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 no. Lord the Biratorak shumbene adam. Although the Torah was given to bene adam, but it was written in the lashon of. Hashem. So therefore, every extra word, you can't just brush it away and say, oh, that's the way people talk. You say, no, God's talking. And therefore, you have to say every word is going to be extra. So based on this, there's a classic mahlokit between the Bishmel and the Biyakiva in a pasuk in our perasha. The pasuk comes along and says, Shalach lecha anashim. Okay, send the people. That I'm going to take a spy mission. Ish ehad, ish ehad. Ish ehad, ish ehad. Lemate abotav teshlahu. So Yerubi Ishmael comes along and says, Ish ehad, ish ehad. That's the way you talk. Meaning one per, one per tribe, one per tribe. That, don't make such a big deal out of that. Nabi Akiva says, no, the Torah does not talk in the vernacular. If the Torah says, Ishihad, Ishihad, it means what it says. And therefore you have to appoint two per tribe. Two per tribe. Ishihad, Ishihad. 
And therefore, there wasn't 12 spies according to the Bi'akiva. There was actually 24 spies. That's why I said, go home and say that when you give me the Torah tonight, say, okay, we're going to learn about the 24 spies. And say, everybody come at you. Hey, what are you talking about? Hey, slow down. Hey, slow down. It's 24. Don't you learn Dirushami? Don't learn to me. Because you don't know Dirushami. So you're not It doesn't show anything. What does it show? So therefore, oh, so therefore, Ishahad, Ishahad, no problem. So it's 24. Now, Kol Nasibahim. Now, amongst them, Kulam Anashim, it says, Kulam Anashim, Rasheb Bnei Yisrael Hema. It's two different people. Kulam Anashim, there's leaders, there's Anashim, there's men, and there's Rasheb Bnei Yisrael. The Anashim are the 12 guys that we never heard of before. And the Rasheb Bnei Yisrael is the 12 that we know already. So the Torah doesn't have to tell me the names of the guys that we know already. Ayin Cham. So then when the Torah is going to come along and say, the 12 that you don't know, what about the other guy? I'm going to have to tell you four times already? Three times is not enough? As a guy already. If you don't know by now, four times not going to change your, your opinion. So therefore, it is, it is beautiful. Of course, well, hey, Natan's coming at us. <laughs> it's a beautiful first step. But then what about the, when they came back, the 12 spies? Uh, oh, 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 now, you want to hear an answer or you just, you'd rather have a question? No, no, a lot of guys in this class, they don't care about the answer. Only want the answer. They just want to be on the recording to ask a question. Only want the answer. So they could say, I got the rabbi, I got the rabbi. They go up to their wife, I told the rabbi a question, he couldn't answer me. But because you asked with L'Shem Shamaim, I'll give you an answer. We go further in the parasha, another item that uh, concerns us. So they get to, uh, they get to the Eris Yisrael, and they get to a place. at Nahal Eshkol. Right? They went to the Nahal Eshkol. That's a place where there was, uh, where there was a uh, vineyard, grapes. So that's where the custom is today. Anybody goes to Israel, they got to go to a winery. They got to go to a winery. Every day to another winery. That's what the spies did. They went to Nahal Eshkol. They didn't go to climb Masada. They went to a winery. So that's what we do. Vayavu at Nahal Eshkol. So they get to this place, it's called Nahal Eshkol. Vayikritu misham zemurah, and they cut a, uh, a branch. The Eshkol Anavim. And on the branch was Eshkol Anavim, was like a, uh, a, a cluster of grapes. One cluster. Vayisa'uhu bamot. And to carry it, they needed to take, according to the Gemaran Sota, they had to take four sticks. <coughs> Two sticks this way, two sticks this way. Put it in the middle. Eight guys carrying it. It's like you're carrying, I don't know what. These were uh, 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 nuclear grapes over here. One cluster, eight guys. And these guys get borim. Could you imagine how much each one of these grapes weighed over here? And then it says, Okay, one guy took a rimon and one guy took a te'ena. So you needed ten of the, of the spies to, to carry just these things. Okay. Now they named the place Nahal Eshkol. Now, now hold it, hold it. I have two questions. 
It says, Vayavu'u ad Nahal Ishkol. They got to Nahal Ishkol. Now, why do you have to name the place Nahal Ishkol if it's already called Nahal Ishkol? That's like saying, the guy, he came to deal. Vayikra et shem makom deal. It's deal already. It's deal already. Now, now, don't ask me why it was called Nahal Ishkol before they got there. But the Pasuk says, Vayavu'ad Nahal Ishkol. It should have said, Vayavu'ad Flan. And then tell me, after they did this whole business of, of taking the Ishkol, they said, you know what? Let's name it uh, after the event. So for this, we need the Gaon Mevilna. Yeah, it's not the first time we had this. Be'er Sheba. Be'er Sheba. I gave you an example. That's it. Don't give me credit. I gave it. I gave it. We have many examples. But let, let's do it over here. Well, you give the guy a hand, he takes the whole thing. <laughs> let me answer you. <laughs> so now watch. Watch. There was a man that we read about early on in Bereshit, called Eshkol. Eshkol was one of the friends of Avraham Abinu. Aner, Eshkol, Umabre. Those were considered the Ba'ale Bedit of Avraham. And Avraham lived in Kenan, and these were his uh, friends. So therefore, Eshkol, says the Ga'on Vilna, lived in this place. So he named the place after himself. It's like a guy, uh, Trump. He named the place after himself, Trump uh, Tower, Trump uh, Building. So he named the place, Nahal Eshkol. He registered it, he put it in the Chamber of Commerce, it's named after himself. Now they came along and they said, you know what, we don't know from this Eshkol guy, but we know that we have a connection to an Eshkol, to a, not a man called Eshkol, but to a cluster of grapes. Now it happens to be, they really didn't have to change the name or the signs in the, uh, of the municipality because the name that they changed it to was actually the same name that it really was, but for different reasons. The first Nahal Eshkol was called Eshkol because the guy. They renamed it Nahal Eshkol on the event. Now, says the Gaumenfilda, how do I know? Because if you have Chumashim in front of you, Vayavu ad Nahal Eshkol. If you look at the way the Torah writes Eshkol in that pasuk, it's Alif Shin Chaf Lamed. But then if you see when they named it, there's a Vav. And then why would the Torah switch the way we spell it? Because Gaon says it's coming to say because the Kavana was different. And now they had to go to all the signs and add a Vav to it. And when they added, they said, what do you care? Eshkol, Eshkol. No, we're showing you now, we're not naming it after Mr. Eshkol. Now we're naming it after the, the grapes, which means, until then, on the sign, there was, it said, welcome to Nahal Eshkol, and there was a picture of Eshkol on the sign. Like when you go to Morocco, you see Muhammad VI on the, on, on the wall over there. So over here, they went to Eshkol, you see a picture, welcome to Eshkol, welcome to Eshkol. Now they took his picture off and they put a cluster of grapes on their thing. That was the new symbol of this town over there. And to Miramez that they changed the name, besides changing the picture, they added a vibe to the thing. And then they went to Eshkol. So that answers that. But my real question is, <laughs> what are they doing naming cities? 
I mean, that wasn't part of their, 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 their job. I mean, they, they were told to go in and spy out the land, check it out. So Moshe did not come along and say, and do me a favor, come back with a whole list of new, uh, of new names to the cities. And when they got to Bnei Berak, did they say, And when they got to Elat, did they come along and say that they named the place Elat and they named the place Tel Aviv? No. So their, their job seemingly was not to name cities. Their job was to come back and give uh, information, to give facts. It was a fact-finding mission. So what, they come back to Moshe and say, by the way, this, this, and this, and we did it. We named it uh, Na'al Eshkol. Who asked them to spend time naming it Na'al Eshkol? This is a very, very, we read it as if this is supposed to be normal. Oh, they got there and they named it Na'al Eshkol. What are you wasting your time for? Obviously, they had a ceremony. You know, they cut the ribbon and they made a big thing. Now we made, and they, they have a mayor maybe came also from Na'al Eshkol and they gave, uh, he gave him the key to the city. What, what, what's going on over here? With these guys, these Sadiqim, naming a place, what's the purpose? Must be a reason. Oh, must be a reason. So Eli, it says there must be a reason, although he doesn't offer any reasons. He doesn't offer anything. He doesn't offer anything. Okay, so now... What's the reason? What's the reason? So now, look at this here. Look at this here. Rabotai. Rabotai. Look at this pasuk over here. Umaha Aris. I'm reading pasuk Chaf. Moshe Rabbeinu is talking. Hashem Enahi. Is it a you know, prosperous land, fat, meaning there's a fruit, the fruits are fertile. Ibraza, maybe it's weak. Hayesh ba'etz, the trees, imayin. Vithazaktem. You should be strong. Ulkahtem mepiriya Aris. Oh, oh. So Moshe Rabbeinu clearly tells them, take the fruits. Daddy wants them to take fruits. Now it wasn't too bishvat over here. So why is Moshe Rabbeinu saying, make sure you take the fruits? Now I understand, what does it mean v'tazaktem? <laughs> you need to be strong to take the fruits. Go slow, go slow. V'tazaktem. No, that's not referring to, to the fruits. It could be that's referring to the, the regular the topography, the land and the people. But he says, I want you to take the fruit, but be careful because the fruits of this land need, you need to have muscles. So, v'tazaktem. What does it mean, v'tazaktem? Make sure you do some uh, weightlifting before you go. And then, v'tazaktem, it's not going to be simple to carry periodis. It's going to take 12 of you just to carry a couple of, uh, a couple of products. So, but says the mefarshim, no. On this word, v'tazaktem, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying something else. What does it mean, v'tazaktem? We know that when a person wants to buy a property, so when a person buys a property, there's different ways to make an acquisition on a property. And what's the way that we make acquisition on a property? Through what's called hazaka. Hazaka is, we set certain... Uh, 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 an establishment that it's ours. Hazaka could be either we make a fence around it or we come and put a, a mark on it as if we were here, we put a flag or we do, uh, we do some sort of uh, uh, action to show acquisition. So Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, oh, it's a big not only I want you to go spy the land, but already I want you to start to make an acquisition on the land. So already he was talking, V'tazaktem. 
And where is this hazakah going to be? When you take the periyaris, already you're making hazakah on the land at that point. That is going to be your first acquisition. You're not taking the fruit in order to make fruit salad. You're not taking the fruit for two bishvat. You're not taking the fruit in order to open up a, another fruit store. That we have enough fruit stores. What do we have? You're taking the fruit for. You're taking the fruit. It's it's a halachic inyar of taking the fruit over there, and that's why they named the place. That's not stop naming Tel Aviv. They're saying, this is our first makom over here. It belongs to us now. We don't care what the old name was. The old name was because it had a different owner. But now that we just took the fruit off the tree, made hazakah on the land. So the makom as if now Bnei Yisrael already has some, some hold. So far so good? Now, that's, watch, watch, watch. Go slow, go slow. So now it says over here, Al Odota Eshkol, they named it because of this Eshkol, which is, which is again, it is not a souvenir. The Eshkol over here is not that they brought the taffy back from, uh, from Miami. This over here, saltwater taffy from the airport. This over here, this Eshkol, you understand, Nathan? They're not bringing Holy Land air from, uh, from Eris Israel. Exactly, the Sardinka, made in China. This over here, this Eshkol that they brought back is to fulfill what Moshe Rabbeinu said with Hazakim. Did you make Hazakah? Hey, we brought the fruits back. You told us the government be honest. And now they bring him the new deed. They say, we, name, we renamed the city Nahal Eshkol. Now what does it say? Asher karetu misham. Who cut the... Who cut the, uh, 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 the Eshkol? Bnei Israel. Oh, Bnei Israel. Bnei Israel. Where did Bnei Israel come in over here? Bnei Israel was not here. Bnei Israel was, was, was home. It just said, Asher Kartu Misham. Aspies. Aspies. Hey, Samich Peh, Yud Yud Zayin. Aspies. What does it mean over here? Asher Kartu Misham Bnei Israel. And when Dachel Bnei Israel over here? Where did Bnei Israel come in over here? You know what the explanation is? Explanation is exactly. You could have Bnei Israel, but they were not there. Or you could have the Shaliyah of Bnei Israel, the representatives of Bnei Israel. Now, the representatives of Bnei Israel, in this event, according to the Bi'akiva, Ahu, there's 24, according to the Bi'akiva. 12 of them, they were just people that knew how to spy, they were Mossad guys. But they don't represent the people necessarily. Those are just guys that are good in reconnaissance. They're good in, uh, in the Rigul. Why then did the 12 Nisi'im have to go? Because they needed to represent Bnei Yisrael in the Hazakah. So therefore, the Pasuk says over here, Asher Katum Misham Bnei Yisrael. Who are the representatives of Bnei Yisrael in this mission? The 12 Nisi'im. So therefore, there's two different sets of uh, groups that are set, and they have two different purposes. The purposes of the names that were mentioned over here, yeah, they're guys with the spies. I so what, do you, what, what, what is this team going for? Stop for buddy systems? Stop, they travel in pairs? We have, we have 12 guys. No, 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 we need you for the, 
for the technical stuff. We need you to be there for the ceremony when we make the Hazakah for B'nai Yisrael. And since these 12 Nisim represent each one a Shevet, so therefore they'll be able to make the... Uh, so therefore it works out. It works out actually very good. The only question you can ask is, you know, what, what was these 12 men's opinion? We don't see them, these 12 men gave an opinion. We, when they came back... It's, it's the 12 that were mentioned. Now, where were the Nisi'im over there? I guess they were too busy uh, at the ceremony. They, 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 they didn't have an opinion for some reason. But that's the way we can reconcile why these names are mentioned and the Nisi'im's name are not mentioned. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, we can start the shi'ud. Because that was really just a technical problem. And it took us about 28 minutes to get out of that mess. But now we could come to what we really came to talk about today. Can I give one question on that? You want to if give or you want to ask? You know, you, don't, you never give anything. No. If the twelve came back, if they disagreed with them, wouldn't they have? So you want to say shetika kohoda? Hazakabaruch, very good. And I say to you as well, shetika kohoda. Okay. So now, so now we have over here. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying, you understand? They said, but you don't understand. <laughs> okay, here's the issue. Rabotai, here's the issue. And this is what we came to discuss this morning. Sheelavir is, who sent the spies? Now don't answer that question because it's a trick question. If you're going to base your answer on the text, you're going to run into a big problem. Because the Pasuk says, So it sounds like, who is sending it? Moshe. And even if you look at the, uh, at the, uh, at the Rashi, Rashi says that God's talking. I'm not telling you to send. You want to send them, you can send them, but I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not interested in really. So therefore God did not really sanction it so much. This was an idea of the people. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, the people want it. So God says, listen, I didn't ask for it. I don't think it's necessary. But the people want to send, okay, good luck, send them. So it's really not coming from Hashem. But something changes. Because if you look at Pasuk, uh, Pasuk Gimal, the Pasuk comes along and says, Vayishlach otam Moshe midbar paran al pi Adonai. That he sends them from midbar paran and who is he sending them? Under whose direction? Whose instruction? Al pi Hashem. Now we got a problem. Rashi tells me in the beginning, no, God said, I got nothing to do with it. I'm not, I didn't tell them to send. You want to send send on your own. And then it's Al pi Hashem. So Rashi has to fix it, by the way. Rashi is going to fix this problem. So Rashi says, Al pi Hashem birshuto shelo ikev. Which means, not that Al pi Hashem doesn't mean according to Rashi, on the word of God, it just that on his commandment, it just means that God says, I'm not gonna interfere. I won't, I won't stop it. A lot of the Mifarshir she find that to be difficult because normally Al Piyashem means by the word of God. And that she's telling him it doesn't mean by the word of God, it just means God says, I'm not gonna interfere. Now normally you would not say that's Al Piyashem. So therefore, we have to try to figure out how to reconcile the two, the two pesukim. Understand the question? So there's, there's different ways uh, to do this over here. 
There's different ways to do this. Uh, tomorrow morning, I'm going to give a deep answer, but we, those, the answer I'm going to give tomorrow, we can only say on Shabbat. When we have the scotch in front of us, when we have the Kedushav, the Shabbat, etc. Today, with a coffee, this is what you get. You get, you, get, you get what you put in front of the rabbi. You put a coffee in front of the rabbi, you get an answer that's worth the coffee. You put something else in front of the rabbi, you get a high answer. It's very simple. Now, the answer that we say today is, yes, sir. Rashid, the beginning of the Pedashah, is interested in the connection between this parasha and the last parasha we read at the end of last week. Lama nismecha parashat menagelim le parashat meriyam. That's Rashi's question at the beginning of the parasha. Hey, what's the connection? So Rashi says, ah, what's the connection? You just saw what happened at last week's parasha. They spoke Lashonara about Moshe Rabbeinu. And look what happened. Miriam became Mitzorah. The people were delayed seven days. She was sent out of the camp. The whole thing upside down. And then right after that, after you saw what Lashonara did, and then what do you do? You come along and you speak. Lashonara. They saw what happened, these people, and they didn't take Musa. It's one thing to make a mistake. People make mistakes. But you make a mistake after you just learned the lesson. If you make a mistake, you have an excuse to say, I, I didn't know, I didn't know. Oh, no, no problem. But what do you mean you didn't know? You just saw. You just saw what happened. What are you going to tell me? We didn't know that Lashonara is so bad. You didn't know Lashonara is so bad? Wait, 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 you're sleeping for seven days? Didn't you see that the delay, three million people were delayed in the Midbar? You see Miriam was sent out? You, you missed that story? And then you come and you commit the same crime? So therefore, Rashi says, that's the connection. Why this sin was so much worse? It's bad enough, but it becomes compounded because they should have learned the lesson. Velo lakrum musar. Side point. I don't understand what type of musar they, they should have taken. If, if, they were, if, they were, if they were taking musar, you know what they should have said? Learn the lesson. You can't talk about the tzaddikim. That's the lesson, really, from, from, from last week's Pirajah. Now, how are they supposed to know that you can't talk about the land? The land is not a tzaddik. I mean, it, 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 again, you wonder, they should have known. By the way, did they speak about Moshe? They didn't speak against Moshe in this week's parasha. If the spies would have came back and said, oh, the tzaddikim, the tzaddikim, da, da, da. they say, hey, you just learned that what happened when Miriam talked about the tzaddikim, you're talking about the tzaddikim. They said, we understand you can't talk about tzaddikim, but why does that mean you can't talk about the land? What's one thing I thought the other? So I saw brought down from the Me'ir and Hachamim, to show you how good our members are. Last week I mentioned the Sefer. Three guys came and bought me the Sefer this week. Because I said I don't have it. My son bought it. Alphon tried to buy one. And Moshe Aziz, he was the one that was okay. He ended up buying me. And now, now I went from having zero sets. Now I'm having, I can become a wholesaler on this book over here. <laughs> so now, so now, I also want to mention to our members of it. I still have a mortgage to pay, so. <laughs> Let's see who steps up this week. Let me pay them more. I mean, 50 bucks. Okay, yeah, big deal. This guy wants to take credit. Put your money where your mouth is. In any event, that's a side point. So now. <laughs> to sleep. So he explains like this. He explains like this. He says, and this is a side point, but it's a beautiful point. We know that there was three humble people in the world. 
אברהם עליו השלום, דוד המלך עליו השלום, אין משה רבנו עליו השלום. And each one was more humble than the next. אברהם הוא פרס דוד. דוד אומר, אנוכי תולעת. תולעת. Now, תולעת is... Now, by the way, he just didn't say אנוכי תולעת, because anybody could say I'm a worm. But that means, if the Torah writes that he said it, that means he believed that that's the level he was on. It's not just a guy saying I'm a nothing. Anybody could say I'm a nothing. The question is, did he believe it? So if the Pasuk is writing אנוכי תולעת, it was legitimate. But the Achimim say, yeah, but תולעת, but it's something. תולעת is a worm. It's alive. Avram said something more. He said, He said, I am what? I'm dirt. Dirt is not alive. It's inanimate. Moshe Rabbeinu eventually comes and says, He says he's dirt. I'm even less than dirt. So says the Meir HaChamim, If you talk about somebody that's less than dirt and you got punished, so of course you can, if you talk about dirt, you're going to get punished. Moshe is less than dirt. <laughs> and you got punished. So they put dirt, Moshe can. <laughs> Look how he learns these rabbis. You can't believe how he learns. They come home Look at the level. Who are, you, who are you talking about? Somebody that believes himself less than dirt. So therefore, and, and he got punished for that. So the dirt? <laughs> anyway, so therefore we have a semichut between this perasha and the and the last week's, uh, and the last week's parasha. What did they, what did they see? They, they saw uh, what uh, Moshe Rabbeinu uh, was spoken about, and these Sadiqim over here did not, uh, did not take, uh, did not take Musar. Oh, so what happens over here? Again, remember the question we're trying to answer. The question we're trying to answer is what? Why in the beginning it says Moshe Rabbeinu sent them, and then later on it comes along and says, Al Pi Hashem. Either, either it was through Moshe, or there was us, was Al Pi Hashem. So explanation is like this. What city were the spies dispatched from? They were sent from Paran. I don't, I don't take my word for it. The Pasuk says, Now, do I really care where, where they were sent from? I don't care where they were sent from. I'm not, it's not UPS will be. We have to have a return address on the, on, on, on the, on the spy mission. They were sent. And if they were sent from Midbarsin, and if they were sent from, uh, like we say, Jiddiesville, what would I care? He says, No. Bore Alam said, Listen. I don't really care for this mission. But if you're sending them, I have one request, and it's more than a request, I have one instruction. Send them from Midbar Paran. You know why? Because if you send them from Midbar Paran, that's the same city that Miriam got punished. Maybe they'll get the message. So the pasuk is to be read. Vayishlach otam Moshe mimidbar paran al pi Hashem. The al pi Hashem was just sent them from midbar paran. Right. I, I, exactly. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you to send or not, but send them from the next station stop so they don't forget what happened 
in last week. Which means, you want to send spies, maybe God should say, well, maybe send them when they're close to Israel. When you get to the border, send them in. No, don't wait. Because if you're going to wait till they get to the border, they're going to forget what happened with Miriam. Therefore, send them now with Bar Param when the story of Miriam is still fresh in their minds. Have we learning? So therefore, it's true. The sending of the spies, Shalach Lecha, I have no opinion. But if you're going to ask me for where to send, because that's close to what happened last week, and there's a chance that they'll remember, and there's a chance they'll get the message, they won't mess up. Beautiful explanation. Now I came to the, the, the main presentation. The main course. The main course. We're almost done over here, see? This is from Rabbi Yaakov Kamenesky, Yaakov. Now, he has beautiful, beautiful pieces. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky. It's a, a really, really beautiful. The way he, he takes apart these pesukim. So he says, Pirush Rashi. How does she say? Al pi Hashem, Birshuto. I'm not going to stop you. Shelo ikev al yado. God says, I'm not telling you to do it, but uh, I, won't, I won't stop you either. Abal ze dahuk meod. Dahuk meod. And he's not saying it on his own. He's calling the good Aryeh, the Maharal. He's calling all the Mefarche Rashi. To say al pi Hashem means I'm not going to stop you doesn't sound like that. Al pi Hashem sounds like God is saying, do it. The Mizrahi also, they all have the problem over there. Put that question on the side. We know that in the Perashah, we also see that there was one of the spies, his name was Hoshea ben Nun. And we see that Hoshea ben Nun gets a name change. They make a Shinu Yashem on Hoshea, and they call him what? Yoshua ben Nun. Now, if you look at the way it happens in the text, it's kind of, uh, kind of strange. It says, Lemate Shimon, Lemate Yehuda, Lemate Yisachar, Lemate Ephraim, Hoshea ben Nun. Now, at this point, if I was writing the Torah, I would have said right there, Lemate Ephraim, Hoshea ben Nun, Vayikram Moshe, tell me the name changed. No, instead, it gives it to us as Hoshea ben Nun, Lemate ben Yamin, Lemate Zivulun, Lemate Asher, Lemate Gad, Enle Shemot Anashim. Okay, even if you don't want to put it early, I understand, you know what you're going to say? Put the 12 names first. Okay, put the 12 names first. Because, uh, listen, you don't want to make a hefsek in between the 12 names. I got no problem with that. Now what does it say? These are the names of the anashim to the artists. So these are the names. And then after you tell me that, Why does it mention the name change at the end? You should put it somewhere before. That's Rav Yaakov's issue over here. He says, these are the names, and we made a name change. Make the name change first, and then say, these are the names. Post name change. So he says like this. We're not going in in this, in this class, we can't answer every question. So I'm not answering the question, why did he only make a name change on Yoshua? There was 12 spies. 
it's almost as if he's giving Yoshua an advantage and he's putting the spies at an unfair advantage. I mean, he said, if I was the spy, I'd make a class action against Moshe. I say, you can't hold it against us. Get a good lawyer and go against Moshe Rabbeinu. Well, of course, of course, Yoshua didn't mess up in the, in the expedition. You gave, him a, you gave him the booster. The question is, why did that's tomorrow? I'm not trying to get customers to come tomorrow. You don't want to come, don't come. They're not doing me any favor. I'm giving the class whether you come or not. I'm just letting you know certain things we're not going to discuss today. I don't want you to leave and say, oh, you didn't answer the main question. I answered the main question. It's going to be tomorrow. I answer. No, no, not time. Not time. It was good class, but there was really a lot of questions you didn't answer. Tomorrow, I'm answering those questions. So now, he says like this. Something brilliant from Rabbi Kamenetsky, the way he unravels this stuff here. You know how the spies came about? Nobody asked for it. The people asked for it. If you open up the book of Devarim, it tells you the details how this happened. In this week's Pirasha, it looks like it was like more polite. It looks like it was like a very, very, uh, you know, docile uh, program. But it really wasn't. If you look in... There was a mob. There was a mob that mobbed Moshe and they demanded it. We want to send spies. means it was a, it was a chaos. They were pushing. It was not done in a, you know, send three emissaries to Moshe, sit down in a meeting. Well, no, this was like, a, you know, a riot. Zikinim do hafim etarishonim, the zikinim, it was pushing. So he says, what's going on over here? He says, they're asking for spies. What's the Avon over here? Basically, he learns the Avon, Rabbi Kamenetsky. The Avon of the spies is, where's your Imunah? Borei Olam said, the land is good. Now, there's two ways that you could conquer this land. One is the way we conquered Egypt. The way we conquered Egypt, do we have an army? No. Do we have ammunition that we used? No. Did we win? Yes, resoundingly less. Was there one casualty on our side? No. Any survivors on Egyptians besides Pano maybe? No. How'd that happen? Explanation is, there's a formula that the rabbi introduces to us. Based on the level of imunah, that you have, that's the way God is going to deal with you. I mean, we set the uh, we set the level of the way Hakadosh Baruch Hu will deal with us based on our emunah. If our emunah is on a very, very, very high level, then Borei Olam will deal with us on what He calls Hanhagani Seat. What is Hanhagani Seat? In a miraculous way. The proof. I'll give you a simple proof. In the times of Hezkiah, the soldiers of Sanhedrin were surrounding Yerushalayim. 185,000 soldiers. 
And Hezkiah, in his generation, there were very big Sadiqim, there was a lot of Torah. And they really weren't uh, adept in war in the times of Hezkiah. So God came to Hezkiah and said, do not worry, tonight's Pesach, was Pesach. Do the Seder, drink the Arba Kosot, don't forget to lean, all that laws over there. And then what? After the Seder is over, speak a little about uh, the Seder, until you fall asleep, and then fall asleep. He fell asleep. They woke up the next morning. All the soldiers of Sanhariv also died in their sleep as well. They went over the, over the they didn't hear any snoring. They had nothing. They looked over the wall. I mean, all dead. What happened? Since the generation of Hezkiah was on a high level of Imunah, so Bani Olam says, listen, you have a high level of Imunah, then I treat you in, in, in that measure. Now, if you have a lower level of Imunah, then you're going to have to go to work. Then you got to go according to Derekateva. That means, but God says, I don't, I don't set the, uh, the level. The level is set by Bene Adam. You put your faith in God on a lower level, so then I'm going to say, okay, now we got to go according to Derekateva. And what does Derekateva mean? Hey, get an army, get soldiers, get strategy, get the maps, get all the, uh, you know, the, the, the stuff that you need over there. And then, Evantem? Uh, very, very, very important. It says Rabbi Yaakov Kermesi, B'nai Yisrael, when they came out of Egypt, they were on a high level of Imunah. You know what was supposed to happen? The same thing that happened in Mitzrayim. They were just going to walk into Eris Kena'an, and the Goyim were going to run for their lives. They would not have to do anything, no armies, no nothing. Just like it was Kiryat Yamsuf, there's going to be Kiryat Kena'an. The land is going to split. And everybody's just going to split away and fall into the, into the sinkhole. Who knows what's going to happen? But they're not going to do nothing. Just learn Torah with Moshe Rabbeinu, eat the man, drink the waters of the Miriam, and do nothing. And all of a sudden, they come to Moshe Rabbeinu, and they say, Hey, we're bringing a bit. We don't have any maps. What do you do? We're going to go into a country over here? We don't even know the... The topography. We don't know the strategy. Should we go from the north to the south? Well, how could you bring us into such a land over here? We don't even have a plan. We don't even have a formal army over here. What are you doing to us? When Moshe Rabbeinu heard this, he said, oh, now I have no choice but to send in a Gilim. Because they set the level lower. I had no... I had no reason to send Miragilim until the... But once you're coming and telling me, ABC, what are you basically telling me? We do not have this imunah that God's going to do miracles for us. So Moshe Rabbeinu says, well, if you don't have the imunah, then I have no choice to send Miragilim. And that's why the Pasuk says, Shalach Lecha, Moshe, you got to send. God says, I didn't tell them to send. I was expecting this to be Mitzrayim part two. I was expecting it to be the sequel. And it would have been a better sequel because Egypt was only one nation. In, in, in Canaan, there was 31 kings. It would have been a, you know, times 31. It would have been a much better movie. But what? Uh, they, they, they came after you and they're asking from the fact that they're asking that indicates they're not holding over here they're holding over here so therefore you have no choice but to send
So far, so good. That's why Yeshua ended up having to send also. Meaning they had to go through that, they had to fight. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Go slow, go slow, go slow. They don't know about the second. What are you introducing that for? They, don't, they didn't read that for yet. Now, listen, listen, listen to what it says now. Now, one of the ways, one of the ways that we fight normal wars, you open up the book of Yeshua, he fought 31 of them. So we know exactly how Derechateva wars are fought. First of all, it's fought with an army. However, if you remember, even in times of King David, what was the first move before every war? They would go to the Kohen Gadol, and they got to ask the Urim V'tumim now, which tribe should represent us? And then the Urim V'tumim would say, Yehuda Ya'aleh. Okay, Yehuda, that's to be what? Or they would say, are we going to win this one? And Urim V'tumim would say, Ken Olo. So we would need to go, and interestingly, which is even our Derechateva wars, are not like Derechateva of uh, Ukrainians, of Zelensky. Our Derechateva wars also have a spiritual element to them. Which means, God say, if you would have put your faith in me, you wouldn't even have to ask the women to do me many questions. That's already too much Ishtadut already. To have to go to the Beit HaMikdash, to have to start asking questions to the to me, already shows... Because in Mitzrayim, we didn't ask the Unim Betumim. Nobody asked anything. Moshe Rabbeinu said, let's go, we go. Finish. Anybody, we take advice from anybody? fight for you. And you just keep quiet. That's what, that's what we ask you. Like we tell the people in Shul. You just keep quiet. The point is, the point is, but over here already, now Moshe Rabbeinu says, oh, we're in trouble. Now we're going to need Urim V'tumim. So the Pasuk comes along and says, Vayishlach Otam, Pasuk says, Vayishlach Otam Moshe Midbar Paran, Alpi Adonai. Alpi Adonai means you have to ask the Urim V'tumim. Not that God is commanding. No, now you got to ask. Alpi Hashem. Now where does God communicate? Alpi Hashem. You got to go to it. And once you're using Urim V'tumim, that's conventional stuff for us. That's already normal war. That's not the highest level. Now watch. And what do you have to go to Urim V'tumim? Moshe Rabbeinu says, now that you want to go natural, I don't know who to send. I don't even know who to send on this mission now. So we got to ask to Urim V'tumim, who are you sending on the mission? So therefore, the Urim V'tumim says, they ask him. They start. Okay, Urim V'tumim. They turn, you have to pose the question. So they turn to him. Lemateri uven. And what does it say to Urim V'tumim? Shamua ben Zakur. We never heard of the guy before. Okay, look on the map. Okay, look in the, the, the phone book. Shamua ben Zakur. Yellow pages. Shamua ben Zakur. Okay, Shamua ben Zakur, please come. What do you want from me? You were chosen by the Urim V'tumim to represent uh, B'nai Israel. Okay, Maruk Is there a salary? No, it's a volunteer. Oh, now they tell them, they're waiting for the result. And they went to tribe by tribe in order to get the names. Now when they come to Ephraim, now the Urim V'tumim, since that's the one that's choosing, oh. is going to give the real name at birth of, of, of Yoshua. His name is not Yoshua. That's Moshe Rabbeinu who changed the name. The name of Yoshua really is 
הושיה בנון. So therefore, the pasuk is saying, "Ve'ele shemot ha'anashim asher shalach Moshe based on urim betumim." And therefore, that's why we're not going to interrupt the urim betumim and say, "Oh, name is Yeshua." Hey, keep quiet. We're giving you the. By the way, the urim betumim follows the birth certificate. They go with the name on the license. That you, you, you change your name to Charlie, okay? But in the, in the, in the, in the license it says the guy's name is uh, Theodore. Okay, so then we're going to give you we're going to give you the original name. I, you call the guy now uh, 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 Ted. Uh, you call him Chuck. Okay, that's a nickname. So therefore, the same thing over here. So the Vodiver to him gave the twelve names. So therefore, now what? After the names are given, Vayikram Moshe lehoshea benun Yoshua. Okay, that's a that's the same. And you show this man that was born Hoshea. So so therefore, now we understand what a Hashem means. Hashem didn't command it. Because they asked for it, they fell from their spiritual level, and now, now you got to go according to Rebbe too. That answers that question. And now we have one more uh, uh, offering that we'll say for this morning over here, which is also uh, worth, your, worth your attention. We're almost at the end of this year. My contract says that I have to give seven minutes of inspiration, so I'm ready... I did much more than, like usually, I do much more than they asked me to do. And the committee doesn't compensate. The committee says, thank you. That's it. Thank you very much. Even the thank you, they don't say. So now, so now, they say thank you. Bizarre, they say thank you. They say, Rabbi, please, we need to clean the Midrash. Tell them to go out. We need to clean the Midrash. Kick you out. Get out. We need to clean the Midrash. How long is this class going to be? So now, the explanation is like this. And this is a real question. These were great men. These were great men. We have to give a little benefit of the doubt to these great men. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? We, we come back from Eris Israel. We can't speak the praises enough. How was the trip? Unbelievable. We had the best time. Went to the Kotel, Marata Makpela, to the restaurant. And that. Now, you're right, they didn't stay in the Waldorf. They didn't have the Waldorf then. So maybe that's what, maybe that's what. They had the cheap, they stayed in the cheap hotel. Okay, the King David, they didn't have. Okay, but they had, uh, that's something. Okay, the central, they stayed in, that's what, they stayed in the central hotel. That's what happened. That's what, now, you can't blame them if that's, if that's what happened. I was by Mitzvah in the central hotel, by the way. But that, that's the best they had in those days. Rechot Michel Pines. Malon Merkaz. Without, they condemned it, I think. No, no, no. So now, <clears throat> really, what, was, what, was, what were the spies uh, thinking about? What were the spies thinking? Well, you have to explain it somehow. So they come back. Right away, who jumps up? Kalev. Vayahaz Kalev et ta'amel Moshe. Kalev already saw, he knew what the spies thought already, because he was with them for, for, for 40 days. So he comes right away and he wants to get the attention of the people. Bayas. And he quiet, Scotu, quiet. Bayas, Kalevitaam, El Moshe. El Moshe literally means regarding Moshe. And he's gonna tell them, no, we could do it. It's good. Everything's okay. So the Meshikhmar, Bimi Isab Hakwim the Vince, asked the following question. Hold it. Kalev, you have a partner. Your partner's Yoshua. Where's Yoshua? I should say, Yahasu Kaleb Yoshua. 
Yoshua is part of the plan over there. Yoshua also came back with a good report. <coughs> now, I understand you want to say, Tere Kadeh La Mishtameh, you can't hear two people talking at the same time. But it should say, they both came, and Yoshua told Kaleb, come on, you speak. No, it sounds like Yoshua had nothing to do with this. It was Kaleb that was giving them the pep talk without Yoshua. What's the explanation? So he says, the Mishra Hamas, something unbelievable. He says like this, I have the sefer in front of me. Vayas Kaleb Ta'am. Last week's parasha, something major happened. We didn't talk about it so much, but something major happened. You remember when there was these two prophets, one was called Eldad and one was called Medad. Eldad and Medad. I'll give you $10 million if you name your kids Eldad or Medad. You know what has got today to call their kids these, these biblical names. Name your kid Vofsi. There was a guy called Vofsi. Now throw your head. You think you're going to yeshiva. What's your kid's name? Vofsi. Vofsi? Go to public school. That's a biblical name. I don't know why we stopped calling the kids these, these old names now. That's another discussion. So now what happens is they give a prophecy in last week's parasha. What was the prophecy? Moshe met. Yoshua Machnis. <clears throat> Moshe is going to die. He's not taking us into Eretz Israel. And Yoshua is the next leader. He's the one that's taking us in. So by this time, by the spies, when they come to their job, they come along and say, you think we're going to be able to go into Eretz Israel and succeed without Moshe? It's impossible. It's impossible, which means, imagine Yitziat Mitzrayim without Moshe. Moshe had been with everything. The ten plagues he was involved in, talking to Paro, Kiryat Yamsuf. Take Moshe away from uh, Mitzrayim. Uh, doesn't look so good. Doesn't look so good. Now they already hear Moshe met. So they came along the Shem Shamayim, and they said, if Moshe is not taking us in, we got no shot. Therefore, we're better off staying in the Midbar with Moshe. There's no way we're going to be able to succeed. So the claim of the spies was, we can't do this without Moshe. And if Moshe is not coming, nobody's going. So it's not such a bad claim. I mean, they love Moshe. They had such an imunah in Moshe. They had such faith in the leader they said, who can replace this man over here? Now, if he's not going to be part of the process, the process will not happen. There should be no process. I'm meeting Meshach Ochman now. Ha'anyan. They were afraid. Because they heard from Eldar Umedad, Mitnabeim, Moshe Met V'Yoshua Machnis. Moshe didn't say, Moshe Rabbeinu said, it's true. He accepted it. To go into a city with fortified walls. To fight Amalek. 
Already they had one, one bout with Amalek where they didn't do so good. Vim'anakim with the giants and the jets. Below Moshe, without Moshe, Alo yipelu kulam nefiharib. To go into Eretz without Moshe, it's suicide. It's a suicide. It's kamikaze. The kamikaze mission finished. Nothing more to be said. Vilachen hishtik kalev etaam. What was Kalev's purpose? You're wrong. Moshe is great, but he's only an agent of God. It's God that's doing this. So vayas kalev etaam el Moshe, regarding their lack of Moshe. The great admiration that they had to Moshe, he has to tell them, you're right, Moshe is great. But Moshe Rabbeinu is not the exclusive one that does anything. So he had to try to undo that, that claim. And it's an unbelievable claim that such loyalty to the Rav. And they love the Rav. And therefore, they understood or they misunderstood that it cannot happen any other way. Only through Moshe, I guess that's how towering figure Moshe Rabbeinu was. I mean, anytime they were in trouble, he saved them, by the way. Egel, Moshe Rabbeinu saved them. But Slaim, he saved them. So that's what they used to. So we don't know anybody else that's capable. And nobody else even tried to substitute for Moshe till this point. And now they're being told, now you have a much greater challenge ahead of you. And it's going to be done without Moshe. Impossible. So Vayaz Kalev Ta'am El Moshe. Now, says the Mishnah Chokmah, we know why Yehoshua couldn't be part of that conversation. Because Yehoshua is the Machnis. So, could Yehoshua get up and say, we don't need Moshe, I'm all in, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy. <laughs> Yehoshua is Nogeya. You can have, have Kalev talk that talk, but you cannot have, because there was two parts of that statement. It's Moshe met the Yehoshua Machnis. And therefore, the people come along and say, ah, of course, chutzpah, guy gets up over and says, oh, we don't need Moshe, we can do it ourselves. So then Yeshua says, listen, although Caleb is right, you can have a right message, but you have to have the right person to deliver the message. That's an important lesson you learn over there. I mean, he, he didn't say anything wrong, but he wasn't the guy to say it. He wasn't the guy to say it. The people are not going to accept it from him because they say he's in Ogeya. Well, is your short Let somebody else say it. Say, say. Understand the lesson over there, Meshach Omar? So I mean, it takes the edge off the Meraglim a little. It wasn't just the stamp that you had, you know, malice intent. The intent was Moshe. But listen to what he said. This is a tremendous Hidush. We'll conclude with this. This is a tre- tremendous Hidush over here. It's, it's hard to imagine. He says. That ultimately what happened, ultimately what happened, he says, why was Moshe not allowed to go into Eretz Israel? Why is it Moshe met? He says, because Borei Olam was worried. You can't make Moshe a god. And already he saw the people, they're going in that direction. Already you're making Moshe bigger than he's supposed to be. And that's this generation. Could you imagine the next generation? You know, as, as the generations go on, you get only, you know, and therefore, who's going to happen? The next generation going to Israel and say, this is Moshe's project, and he did it. And, uh, nah, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a, a problem. So it comes out. It's unbelievable. We call this in English irony. Irony means like it's a... It's a it's like uh, uh, strange, it's complex. 
In what sense? What caused Moshe not to go into Eretz Israel? Because they had so much trust in Moshe and they believed in Moshe so much. Because they had so much trust in him, he says, it worked again. For that, we can't bring him down. Too much. General with too much power. Exactly, which means they're giving the general too much power. They're forgetting God. So therefore, <laughs> so, so that's why he says, that's why he writes. That's why he writes, we conclude over here. He says that when uh, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the people that he's not going to Eris Israel, what does he say? Vayiksof, Hashem got angry at me. Hashem biglalchem. You know why I'm not going to Israel? Because of you. It's your fault. Why? You made me too big. You made me too... So never, it's, it's like a self... It's, like, it's weird. They said, we can't go without Moshe. And because they said that, Moshe can't go. <laughs> so it, 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 it backfired. And ultimately, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu and Benayasin would stay behind, and then Yeshua would come. So these are some of the some of the opening ideas that we're able to uh, develop on this parasha. Amen. Amen.